This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 636 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today, a little something different. As many of our listeners are aware, we recently completed a fencing project here at the distractingly beautiful new Ocala, Florida Command Center for Horse Radio Network. Well, we couldn't have done it without the help from the folks over there at Field Guardian Fencing Systems. Listen in as Glenn the Geek and I get answers to all of those fencing questions you were afraid to ask. You can thank us later. But first, let's hear from our sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products, maker of Summer Games and Summer Games Plus Electrolytes. How is Summer Games different from other electrolyte products? Summer Games Plus contains the same electrolyte formulation as Summer Games Electrolyte, which was originally formulated for the horses competing at the 1996 Olympics. The formulation was based on the results of research conducted in anticipation of the Games, which were held in Atlanta, Georgia, known for its hot, humid summers. Summer Games mimics the composition of equine sweat, supplying the horse with the exact amounts and ratios of electrolytes relinquished in sweat. Summer Games Plus contains no sugar, like many popular commercial electrolyte supplements. Summer Games Plus also contains a buffering agent that helps create a soothing gastric environment. This is especially important for horses subjected to the stresses often related to top performance, such as exertion, transportation, and unfamiliar stabling atmospheres. Ask for Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes at your local tack and feed supplier, or visit kppusa.com. Now, on with today's tip. Well, Jennifer and I are here for the first part in our four-part series on fencing. You know, in all the years we've done the Horse Radio Network, we've really never talked about fencing. And what's the one thing that every horse owner has in his backyard? Fence. Fence. We all have fence. So we all have to deal with the fencing issues at one point or another. And we had that same predicament when we moved to Florida here in Ocala. And we had an extra layer of difficulty. We needed to put up a permanent temporary fence. That's referred to as semi-permanent, Glenn. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, we needed it to, you know, to be here for a couple of years. We're leasing this spot for a couple of years. And then we also needed to be able to take it up and take it with us if we do move. But we also needed something that was going to be strong enough that we have these huge live oak trees out in the backyard with branches and Spanish moss and everything. And I mean, the thing is just littered with trees back there. I know because I've moved about 80 million bushels of leaves out of there in the last uh, couple of weeks. And so we needed it strong enough that if a branch came down, it was going to stay up. It wasn't going to cause problems that way. So Jennifer said, I'll get on it. She's the ace researcher here at the Horse Radio Network, and you looked at about 20 companies. I was amazed once I really started to dig and surf how many fence companies there are out there. Um, Because I was familiar with fencing of the semi-permanent type like we were using. Um, Just what I saw in stores, in retail stores locally in Pennsylvania. Um, didn't realize there were lots out there. And I got to looking around, and there are lots and lots of fencing companies out there. And they're not all created equal, because not only did our fencing have to be semi-permanent and strong enough to withstand 
um, weather and limbs and branches. It had to be safe for my horse, and it had to be reasonably attractive. I didn't want something but ugly out there. This is a really attractive, beautiful, what I like to call distractingly beautiful neighborhood that we live in. And I wanted something that would fit in. I didn't want it to look dorky and, and like, you know, backwoods hot wire fencing. Um, so I had to do a lot of surfing around. And so many of the companies, they weren't able to tick off every box. And we had to find somebody that could tick off every box. And that's a lot of boxes. Well, and just to give a little history, too, we've owned uh, several farms over our lifetimes, big ones. We owned a 100-acre farm and a 40-acre farm, and we fenced in a lot of acres with uh, green tea posts and hot wire. And we found that hot wire was not... Now, this is back in the day before tape, okay? This is 25 years ago when hot wire was it. It's the only thing you'd buy at the tractor supply were big rolls of hot wire. And the wire would break constantly, and we'd be constantly fixing the fence. It was rusty and all the time. It was rusty all the time. It was just a mess. And it, things have come a long way since then. So, yeah. And we're happy about that. <laughs> Technology uh, has moved forward. Yes. yes. <laughs> Well, one of the companies that you checked into and that we ultimately decided to go with and have been terrific to work with is Field Guardian Fencing Systems at fieldguardian.com. And uh, we got on the phone and we, we chatted with Jason, who's the founder and owner of the company. And, we, you know, we worked with him and, and we're going to go through some of that process and how to lay out how you're supposed to really lay out your pastures and all the details about fencing that you don't think about to actually go to do it. But uh, So that's what this next four-part series is going to be. We're going to tell you some of the experiences we had, and also we're going to try and give you some helpful hints along the way so the next time you have to put something up, uh, you have some guidance there. That's the section that's called Don't Make This Mistake. Yeah, yeah. because we all do. Uh, so hopefully we're going to help you not make some of those mistakes. Well, Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You made this process, Field Guardian, you and your people, your, uh, all of the people there, made this process so easy for us, and we learned a lot, and we, we want to talk about some of what we learned, because I think one of the big things that I took away from this was the resources that are available with a fencing company like yours that we didn't know we had access to. Um, so we're going to talk about that in, as part of this series. But first, tell us about Field Guardian, a little bit about the history of the company. Well, Field Guardian is a relatively new brand of product for electric fence. Uh, we started back in the early 2000s. Sounds kind of funny to say that, but 2003 is when we started. And we were a young company trying to bring new and some different products to farming and the, and the fencing industry. We, we've all owned our own horses and had our own farms, and so we, we knew what was out there, kind of like what you just said about the hot fence, the tractor supply. And we knew there was something better. And so we started looking for something better, and we brought in products and started developing our own aluminum wire uh, products that would not rust, that very simple, very flexible, but didn't have the rusting problems that old traditional steel wire has. And as we grew, um, we expanded our product base when we purchased tipper tie fencing systems out in 2008. And after, we, after that process, we grew rapidly and uh, began selling more through distributorships and dealers and also online straight to retail customers. Um, we developed a lot of new products and we try to be a little innovative with our new product selections, try to find something a little bit different that perhaps some other companies don't already have. Um, there's a lot of Me Too companies out there that have the same products as everybody else. And so we, we have those as well. We try to have some new and different products each and every year that we develop and um, bring to the market. 
So is your specialty, like we put up the polytape fence, uh, and we're going to talk about how yours is a little bit different, but is your specialty the polytape, or is it uh, a combination of some other things as well? Our specialty, uh, I would probably say, is, is the aluminum wire predominantly. Uh, we're very strong in that. There's very few companies in across the U.S. that produce it uh, like we do. That's probably our number one characteristic. Uh, secondly is our tapes, ropes, and uh, poly wires, which we're very strong in and make a very good, high-quality product. All these products are made in the U.S. Actually, most of them are made in Georgia. And uh, because of that, we have a, a very good warranty on all the products, and we don't usually have to use a warranty very often as well. Many of our competitors bring product over from overseas, and the tapes and ropes just don't have the same UV inhibitors in introduced during the manufacturing process that we do, they don't tend to last quite as long. Well, so I would say our tapes and ropes are pretty, pretty high quality. As I said at the beginning, not all fencing is created equal. That is correct. But it's hard <laughs> when you're first doing a project, when you, you know, when you buy a place or you get a place that has fencing, and maybe you just have to divide a field in half. You know? uh, it has wooden fencing around the outsides, and you have to divide a field in half. It's the first time you're doing it. You can get lost in the millions of options. That is correct. There's quite a few options and choices to make uh, when you first start out. Well, let's talk about some of the options. When, who uses the aluminum wire the most? And, and let's try and stick with horse people here at this point. Is aluminum wire used by horse people, or do they tend to go to the poly rope and poly tape now? Most horse people will use the poly products, the tape or the rope predominantly. Uh, a lot of the aluminum wire is used on horse farms, but... Most of it's used in barns or places where horses are cribbing oh, or, okay. or rubbing where they shouldn't rub and they don't need. So they're just putting the hot wire over the top? or Exactly. So, yeah. They pop them a couple of times and they, they learn pretty quick not to, to chew on the wood or anything. Uh, but most horse farms go with the polytape, probably first and, and rope second. And most times polytape is chosen as a safety barrier. Not only is it very uh, visible to the animals, but the flat surface if an animal does run into it, if a horse does bump into it, it's smooth and it's not does not have a tendency to cut or slice as a wire product probably would. Um, so when a horse touches it, it's safe, and it has many, many small internal wires woven through the, the poly that provide a shock to the animal. Is the, you know, I have a, we'll, we'll get into that. So to, to describe this for people who don't know what we're talking about, it's about an inch and a half wide, uh, and it, it looks like... Tape. It, it looks, looks like webbing, like web, yeah. like a web uh, of some sort. Uh, but yet, it's got a, it's got a heck of a lot of strength to it, and yes, it, it and it has the wires through it that make it electric, that make it hot. That's correct. So, is the whole thing hot, or just the top and bottom hot, or it, just the places where the wires run through that are hot? And certain tapes have the wires spread out across the whole surface. Uh, other tapes have wires much closer together, so like bands or streaks of wire running through it. How are and yours set up? Or, or? We have some that are both ways. Oh, okay. you, have two, you have different kinds. The one okay. we used is the super-duty, heavy, super-strong kind. Yep. <laughs> you probably have the best kind we actually make. It's uh, reinforced. It's a high number of wires. It has a 20-year warranty. It's a high-quality, very strong product. Um, it was rated, one of the thing, reasons that, that Jennifer 
piped onto this one when she was reading the specs. And by the way, I have to say, too, that's something that all not, not all fencing companies are really good at, is putting all the different specs down about each of the products. And you guys are terrific at that. You have a great website, and it really goes through all of that. But what one of the things that we needed, we, we needed a tape that was going to hold up if, a, if one of these tree branches fell on it. And this thing's rated to 900 pounds. 900 pounds, that's right. And, the uh, pole's probably going to, the post is going to bend before <laughs> the wire. Sit on, yeah. can sit on it, yeah. <laughs> the plastic pieces that hold it to the post will probably break before the, the yeah, rope. Yeah, more than likely. Right. Which is okay. I mean, that's kind of what you're kind of hoping happens, actually. You need to have a weak part in every mechanical device or any operation. And the insulators, though they're strong, you want them to break first. Uh, that way, it provides a level of safety that if the horse does get tangled up in the fencing, something gives and the animal doesn't get hurt um that's true yeah the, the tape is still can, hanging there yeah, it, yeah it'll spring back up and yeah. and most yeah. likely keep him enclosed yeah that's correct that's correct well now the poly wire now that is enough to explain poly wire and why that would might be an option for people well poly rope is one thing and poly wire is a smaller version of poly rope okay uh, usually rope is like we know of rope traditionally, it's about a quarter inch. Um, it's a twist product. It's what you buy at the hardware store and you want to put up um, a clothesline or something. Right. It looks like that, about that size. The same type of wires that's in the tape is woven through or twisted inside the rope as well. And then a poly wire is a much thinner um, product. It's probably less than an eighth of an inch, a sixteenth of an inch wide. It has fewer wires in it. That's mainly used for um, smaller animals, goats, and around gardens and that sort of thing. Not very often is it used with horses. Uh, the rope and the poly rope are, yeah, you might want to change that a little bit, mark that little spot right there. Um, poly tape and poly rope are most often used on horse applications. Poly wire is not so much used for horses. I guess because of the visual aspect, because the poly rope being thicker is relatively easy to see when compared with poly wire. Is that kind of how it works? Yes, ma'am. That's correct. Yeah. And that was always one of the biggest problems with the old wire that we they used to see use. It. They couldn't see it. We used to have to hang the red flags all over the fences and, you know, just so they could see it. And at night, they couldn't see it at all. But the white poly tape that you put up is very visible from a great distance. And um, it does move in the wind some, and so it's very obvious. And electric fence is also... Not just a physical barrier, but the mental barrier. Once your animal learns that it's there, they tend to stay away from it without even having to be aggressive toward the fence. Yeah, and I noticed um, out we were out trail riding with some friends the other day, and we got to a juncture in the trail where um, part of the group headed east and part of the group headed west to go back home. And I could very clearly see our four-strand white polytape fence from across a 50-acre field, which kind of impressed me because I knew you could see it comfortably from within the paddock, which is relatively small. But it, it, when you put it up according to Field Guardian's recommendations, which is what we did, we asked you guys how we should do it, and you told us exactly what we needed to do. It is a very clear visual barrier, and I'm very impressed with that. Uh, it's, it's good. It's, uh, and it doesn't look bad either. It's a nice visual. As long as it's installed correctly and appropriately, it doesn't bring people a negative attention towards your fence. Right. From across the field, it just looked like white fence. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and that was very nice. I, I knew my horse could see it clearly. I could see it clearly. And it, it gave a pleasant appearance to the back of our property. 
Now, we're going to talk in future episodes here that, that, you know, that we've discussed what the various options are for horse people that you they really, if you're looking for a temporary, you go for the poly rope or the poly tape. We're going to talk a little bit uh, as we're coming up, too, as about what type of posts. One of the problems with the green metal T-posts is the tops tend to get sharp. You're, you're pounding them in with the sledgehammers the way we used to have to do it. Boy, that's a lot easier with the drivers now. But uh, we're going to talk about that, too, about how to make these temporary fences safe for the horses. So they're not only do they look good and they're strong, but they're also safe. And we're going to discuss that in some upcoming episodes here as well. If you want to find out more about the Field Guardian fencing system, it's fieldguardian.com. That's fieldguardian.com. And tune in because we have a lot more helpful advice for you as we come down the pike here in the next three episodes of our fencing special. Well, there you go. Part one. To listen to all parts of this entertainingly informative conversation, stay tuned to Horse Tip Daily. All four parts will be posted consecutively, and this is part one. You can also go to www.fieldguardian.com to surf or shop. Or if you have questions Glenn and I didn't get answered, you can call them at 800-967-9735, and they'd be glad to help you out. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's sponsor has been Kentucky Performance Products, makers of Summer Games and Summer Games Plus Electrolytes. Visit them today at kppusa.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Thank you.